You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, it's Locked On Horn Frogs, and we are back. I am very sorry for my absence the past couple of days. Um, I had strep throat for the first time in my life. Still have strep throat. I would not recommend it. That's not my favorite thing. And over the weekend on Saturday, I started having some symptoms. I started having fever. And, of course, you know, anytime you have any sort of symptom now, you're like, oh, no, hope this isn't COVID. But I had actually gotten my first COVID vaccine on Thursday. So I thought maybe it was just a late reaction to my shot. I said, okay, well, I'll try to ride this out. Well, Sunday comes along, and it's more the same thing. I felt probably the worst, actually, on Sunday night. And Monday, Sunday into Monday, I noticed I also have a really sore throat. So I ended up going to the doctor, and uh, yeah, it was strep throat, which I'm grateful that I, I was really concerned. Like, man, if I've gone this whole time without catching corona, and I just got my first vaccine shot, and now I get it, that's going to be super disappointing. So glad that's not the case. Hopefully we'll be fully recovered soon. I'm still under the weather, but I'm good enough today to do an episode of the podcast. And thank you for your patience. I'm very sorry. Um, on today's podcast, let's uh, let's just dig into it. Let's start with, there's a lot of things that I, I kind of missed over the last few days. But we'll start today talking some NFL draft. Because we had a couple guys get picked from TCU. Uh, Trayvon Merrick went on Friday night. He was the 43rd pick overall in the second round to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think this is a good situation for Trey. I was talking to Q, who's my co-host at the radio station, and then also uh, the host of Locked on Raiders. And I was kind of explaining Trayvon's game to him. You know, he's athletic, he's better in coverage, he's kind of somebody that plays center field. And he thought that was a good fit because Jonathan Abram is already there. He's a Mississippi State guy that's been in the league for a couple seasons. And he's like your old school safety. I mean, a guy that's going to come down, bring the wood. So he's kind of got that. He's got that role filled. And now you bring Trey in with a different skill set, and he comes in, and he can fill a different role, which is nice. I'm excited for him today. The Raiders actually released Jeff Heath, who's been a starter both in Dallas and in Vegas, and was their starting one of their starting safeties last year. So that significantly clears the way for Merrick. I mean, he's going to have a really good chance to start um, if he can get through training camp and play well, which is exciting news. He won't have to compete with Jeff Heath. I think it would have been beneficial for him to maybe learn the ropes from Jeff a little bit, but that's not going to be the case now because he is uh, he's out. He's out with the Raiders. He's going to have to move on to another team. The other player that was selected, and if you ask me, hey, there's only going to be two TC players selected – in this draft, who do you think it's going to be? I would have said, well, it's the two safeties. It's Trayvon Merrigan or Darius Washington. Uh, I thought Garrett Wallow and the two tight ends might be undrafted guys. But I was wrong. Garrett Wallow was a fifth-round pick. He went to the Texans at 170. Now, the Texans organization is kind of a mess right now. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson thing is just uh, a heavy cloud that hangs over everything. They brought in David Culley from the Ravens, a first-time head coach, first-year head coach in Houston. So we'll see where he fits in. You know, I think Garrett is a great leader. He's a high football IQ guy. He understands how to read and react and make plays. 
I feel like he could be a factor on special teams. There's a lot of really good ways to use Garrett Wallace. So I'm happy for him. He's getting an opportunity in Houston. Uh, the most shocking thing of the whole draft to me was that our Darius Washington did not get picked. Now, I thought he could slot a little bit. I figured maybe he'd be a fourth or fifth round guy. I did not think he'd go undrafted. And I don't know what that's about. I mean, I know his size is an issue. <clears throat> and maybe at the pro day, the team's got to look at him and said, you know what, I, I just don't know about this. But he was such a good player in college. And, I mean, made all the plays he was asked to, came up and hit people, um, made plays on the ball, had really good instincts. I, I mean, I did not see a scenario where he would not get picked. Now, he ended up in a good situation in Baltimore. Here's the thing, though, for these undrafted guys, and there's a couple more that I'll mention here in a minute. With less preseason games, with less practices and training camp, it's really difficult for these undrafted guys to flash. I mean, usually <clears throat> you would have a couple players that sort of came out of that pop pool on each team, and it was like, oh, yeah, they'll either play here or they'll go on waivers and somebody else will claim them, but they're going to stay in the league for a little bit. And I think our Darius could be that guy, but I'm not sure how many opportunities he's going to get. Maybe he can find a way to get on the practice squad to start the season and then continue to impress as the year goes on. But he's in Baltimore. Artavius Lynn is actually headed to Dallas. He's going to be with the Cowboys in training camp. And then Pro Wells will link up with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. <clears throat> you know, of those three guys, I think uh, I think our Darius has the best chance to make the team. Lynn will have an uphill battle. You know, Cowboys got Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz already there. A couple tight ends that are experienced, made plays for them over the past few years. He'll have to show a special skill set that makes him say, okay, we want to hold on to this guy and at least kind of see what he's got. I, I saw some people excited about the possibility of Joe Burrow throwing a pro Wells, which I get it, but, I mean, he can't practice. That's probably not going to be the case. I don't know who uh, who the backup quarterback is for Cincy now. Is it still Ryan Finley? But that's probably going to be the guy throwing to pro Wells. And I think pro has a good – I mean, he's got good NFL size and speed. But he never really put it all together at TCU. And maybe it's just the fact that the TCU underused him. I mean, that could be totally possible. But uh, he's going to have to show something in camp to make that team and make that roster, and good luck to him. So that's your recap. Just really fascinating. Tough year for TCU as far as they thought they would have three or four guys maybe picked. Ended up only being two. Uh, Washington fell out of the draft, which was – a real head-scratcher. Still not sure exactly what's happening there. And Trayvon did get picked on Friday. I remember just trying to implore people like, hey, it's going to be okay. Well, it's it's okay. He's picked now. Let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. I love Built Bar. And if you go to their website, BuiltBar.com, you can get 20% off your next order if you use the promo code LOCKEDON15. One of my favorite flavors is peanut butter. I can't eat much right now. Because of uh, the strep throat situation. It's really uncomfortable for me to eat anything. It's not been fun. I've mainly been reduced to popsicles. But Built Bar is a good option because it's not real hard to chew. Um, it's not going to irritate my throat too much. So Built Bar has been a good source for me during this illness. And uh, it's great, delicious food. It's good for you. It's good fuel for your body. 
BuiltBar.com. Try to find your favorite flavor today. They have some interesting ones. They have your classic ones like German chocolate. They also have like lemon almond cheesecake, cherry baca. Um, take a spin. Go see what they're offering there at BuiltBar.com. Again, that promo code is LOCKEDON15. Built Bar, proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. All right, segment two of Locked On Horn Frogs coming your way. You're listening to this on Wednesday. I'm recording it to you on a Tuesday night. Uh, I just took my nightly cocktail of meds to try to get some sleep, so this might be uh, a more fun segment than normal. Might get a little wacky, a little zany in here as I continue to try to recover from strep throat. If you have any tips, hit me up at SimcockSteven at LockedOnTCU. Another thing, as this podcast has just become a uh, fact about my life, I'm married to a nurse. I'm married to an emergency room nurse, which a lot of people think when I say that, oh, that must be good when you're sick. It's not because my wife has seen like people that are actually really sick, right? Like she sees people that are sick all the time. So she does not care that I have strep throat. (laughs) She doesn't have any sympathy for me. She's not worried about it. Anytime I complain about it, she's just like, yeah, it's strep throat. I'm sorry. It's not great. It's going to go away. And it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Because, you know, she works in the pediatric ER. Like, she saw a kid come through with a crazy situation. Like, she's not worried about my strep throat. And I appreciate that about her. But anyway, there's there's some fun facts about me. Moving on to TCU Athletics. TCU Basketball, they have had a active offseason. Basically retooled their whole roster. And today, they made a move in the coaching staff. Ryan Miller, who had been there for uh, all of Jamie Dixon's tenure, he left and took the job at Creighton. And today, reports surfaced that Jamie Dixon was zeroing in on and was about to hire Jamie McNeely, who is the associate head coach at Texas A&M. He'd been with Buzz Williams uh, for 13 years. He had been two years there at A&M with Buzz, and then for 11 seasons at Marquette and Virginia Tech. He was on the Buzz Williams staff at Virginia Tech that led them to three consecutive NCAA tournaments from 2017 to 2019. So this is a good – I mean, this seems like a good get. One, it's interesting to me that he's kind of leaving Buzz for essentially the same job when he'd been with them for over a decade. But, I mean, you know, he has his reasons for that, I'm sure. So Texas A&M, we're taking a lot of guys from Texas A&M, both coaching and playing-wise. And they were last in the SEC last year. So a weird school to poach from, I guess you could say. But McNeely also has uh, some international experience. He was an assistant coach on the Canadian national team and the FIBA World Cup. Uh, He's a Toronto native, so he's from Canada originally. Uh, He also coached the uh, Europe team, or Egypt team, excuse me, in uh, the 2017 under-19 FIBA World Cup. He coached uh, some teenagers there from, from Egypt who were making a run in that tournament. So he's he's got some experience at a lot of different levels. Um, and, you know, he's been a coach for a while. I, I'll say this is a good hire. I don't really – I mean, I can't say that definitively. I don't know. I hadn't heard about Jamie McNeely until today, so I'm not going to act like, oh, yeah, this dude, he's going to turn everything around, man. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that for sure. But – I think it's encouraging and optimistic that Jamie Dixon and the staff, they've at least been aggressive this offseason. Like, they haven't just sat on their hands. It didn't work last year. It was bad. The team was bad. 
And at the end of it, I was like, I think it's time to move on. Um, but they've they've been able to so far hold on to the guy who uh, was pretty obviously the best player on that team, Mike Miles, young dude, a lot of promise. Um, I mean, maybe you get R.J. Nimhard back. I I think the chances of that are slimmer just because they're. It seems like they've taken on about seventeen transfer guards in the last month. Kevin Samuel, I don't know. He, I mean, to me, I, I don't see him getting, you know, a, a great grade, but he might in the NBA draft. But he might be at a point in his college career where he's just like, man, I've been here for three, four years. I've taken most of the classes I can take. Like, I'm ready to get out and try to make a living of this. Do I have an opportunity to go overseas? You know, could I maybe make a run at the G League? I, I feel like Kev is going to have some options. So, you know, big man could be a uh, a vacancy. And there's still some time between now and basketball season, obviously, to add players. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I think it's a good sign that they're at least trying to shake things up and make some changes. I mean, they're not just sitting there saying, well, let's just stick to the process and keep going with what we know. So that's your TCU basketball update. I also wanted to say uh, quickly, just a, a random note, Kansas hired Lance LaPold as their new head coach. He's uh, from Buffalo, and he'd done a nice job there for the last few years. Before that, he was at Wisconsin Whitewater, which is a Division three school, and uh, they're one of the best. Wisconsin Whitewater, Mount Union in Ohio, and then UMHB, which is actually in Belton, Texas, which is about 45 minutes from where I live. Those are the three best Division three programs in the country, and they're consistently, you know, in the top five, in the semifinals, in the championship game, the Stag Bowls, what they call it. So he knows about how to build a program. I think it was a good hire. Um, I mean, they got a group of five, an up-and-coming group of five coach, and there's something to be said about that. A lot of people were calling for them to go get Jeff Munkin from Army. And the appeal of that for most folks was the triple option. But I'll say this. I, I got a chance to talk to a few KU people on the radio over the last few weeks, and they said what they heard was Munkin was not interested in running the triple option if he got a job like that. Like, if he had a Power 5 job, he was going to scrap that. The reason he ran it was because, I mean, Army, they have the discipline, the, the linemen and the players, their size. It lends itself to... Uh, you know, some something where they can cut guys at the line and get out in open space and try to make plays. But he he wasn't interested in carrying that over to uh, to another job. So what that wouldn't be exactly what Kansas would be running. But I mean, KU needs somebody who's going to come in there and recruit and invest. And I don't know if this dude's going to turn it around. It feels like a job that is pretty impossible right now. But we'll see. I mean, he might be. He might be the guy. He might be the special coach that gets these dudes to buy in. You know, I remember having a, a conversation with my guy, Matt Jennings, and, man, I'm forgetting who the coach was at Iowa State now before Matt Campbell. I think it was maybe Paul Rhodes. And Iowa State was on the verge of upsetting somebody at home, and they made a mistake, and they turned the ball over late, and it was another loss, and that put them at, like, 4-8 and eight in, on the season. And I turned to Matt, and I just said, man – Iowa State, just Paul Rhodes, like, can't get over the hump, puts a scare on people, can never really win. And he looked at me and he said, well, can anybody win at Iowa State? Like, is that a thing that's possible? And I was like, well, I don't know. I hope they don't think that. 
And they found somebody who believed in that program and said, no, I think you can actually win here. So if, if Lance Lapold is that guy for Kansas, then maybe there's some good resort results. But it's uh, it's something. I, I think it's a better move than just taking the Mad Hatter, who was less miles, and trying to create that magic again. Let's talk about betonline.ag. They might have some good out odds, excuse me, on, uh, you know, they might have some good odds on if Lance LePold is going to be a good coach at KU or who the next coach um, might be at Kansas after him. I don't know. There's a lot of prop bets that betonline.ag has. And if you've ever kind of wanted to dip your toe in the water in the sports gambling, the sports books world, but you're like, I have no idea where to start, betonline.ag is a good place. You can go there today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, get a 20% sign-up bonus. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports runs it. And he does a fantastic job. He's not going to lead you astray. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks. He has good research and reasons behind what he's doing. BetOnline.eg. They're your online sportsbook experts. They also have um, just news, injury updates, everything you need from a sports site. Again, that's BetOnline.eg. All right, final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Quickly, want to say uh, good luck to TCU soccer today. They're taking on Georgetown at 5 o'clock this afternoon for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. They're in the Sweet 16. I don't think – yeah, I guess I haven't because it happened on Friday. So they played New Mexico on Friday in the first round of the round of 32. TCU had a bye. New Mexico was playing their second game. And the first half was wild. I mean, TCU had the better half. Like, they outshot New Mexico, but New Mexico did score the one goal. I mean, they maximized their opportunity. So they were up one nothing going into the break. And TCU came out and scored four goals in, like, six minutes. And they just started pouring it on. They ended up winning 6-2. to two. Georgetown's the number 13 seed in the country. Um... And then you're playing the Elite Eight, and I forgot. I'll have to pull up that bracket, but I know West Virginia was the five seed, and obviously TCU played them in the fall for a Big 12 title. They got knocked out in the round of 32 games. So TCU, you know, the next highest seed has already been eliminated, and they got to win two more games to make it to the Final Four in that bubble. TCU baseball, huge series versus Texas this weekend. They swept West Virginia last weekend. They did not have a Tuesday night game, so they'll be back at it on Friday. Hopefully Russell Smith back on the mound against Ty Madden. Russ did pitch against West Virginia, only threw, I think, 55 pitches on the night, so maybe his workload will increase a little bit. I'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked on Horned Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.